This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's Friday night. It's the preview show. It's the No Nay Never podcast. Hello and welcome back to the preview show brought to you by the No Nay Never podcast. I am your co-host, bit of a sideshow, Natalie Bromley, but joining me as ever is the main man himself, the hero of the hour, the man that without just the preview show would not exist, Dave Statman Roberts. Dave, how are you? I'm well, Natalie. I'm not sure I'm going to live up to that uh, introduction, though. Of course you are. You always say this, and of course you do. Um, How's your international break been? We had a week off last week. It was great. Uh, We did, and and for once there was quite a lot going on, wasn't there, with um, uh, Nick Pope getting a start for England and uh, one or two others playing as well. There's uh, more exciting than usual, the international break with the Burnley player involvement. Yeah, it was. We had Nick Pope in the England game. We had Robbie Brady captain in the Ireland squad. And by the looks of things, I'm not sure Hendrick played, which I was confused at, but I'll I'll look at that later on. Um, We've had deals, Chris Wood, Ashley Barnes, now Charlie Taylor have all signed new deals. And then outside of Turf Moor, there's all sorts of shenanigans going on at at Spurs. So I think our our Spurs preview is going to be colourful, don't you think? Entertaining. (laughs) Definitely. Um, Did you see any of the England game the second one day? How did you think? Pope did. Um, yeah, he was he was steady. I mean, he got a clean sheet. He wasn't um, the toughest game uh, going. Obviously, no. after over the two games, um, convincing wins in in both and qualified easily. And I think the the good thing is that for the games, they're, they're all at Wembley, aren't they? The group games, yeah, the semi and the final are all at Wembley, which would be a, a, a real bonus for us. Yeah, indeed. I thought he played really well. Actually, I thought he looked very self assured, and I think. I think it's pretty clear that that Pickford's number one, and and I don't think Southgate's going to drop him anytime soon. But it genuinely feels to me now that Pope is the natural deputy for him, so he's got to be pleased with that. As a keeper, you're very used to being behind um, first choices, aren't you? And and having to wait your turn. So I'm sure he'll be he'll be delighted with that. Um, anyway, enough of this shenanigans. We have a preview show to record, Dave. Let's get on with that. Um, we will be looking at Watford away very shortly. But before we do, we have a small matter of a quiz question that we need to address. Now, it's been a couple of weeks, but in our West Ham United preview show, we set the following quiz question. 
in Burnley's first Premier League season, which was 2009 to 2010, West Ham were the visitors to Turf Moor in the February and lost 2-1. Which Burnley player scored the winner on his debut with the only goal he ever scored for the Clarets? Dave, what was the answer? Uh, the answer was Danny Fox, who uh, we'd brought him in in the January. We'd, we'd brought a couple of players in with uh, the change of uh, management. Danny Fox, one of the players who came in and he scored on his uh, debut. We didn't win many matches in the second half of that season, uh, but the one against West Ham United, we also beat uh, Tottenham, didn't we, the last game of the season. But we had a, mm. a desperate run. Uh, but Danny Fox was the correct answer. He was that uh, goal scorer against West Ham at Turf Moor. He was. So who got that right, Dave? Um, well, as expected, John Robertson, that's Claret Crumpet on Twitter, was quick off the mark and he tweeted us with the correct answer. Um, and I believe Rob Thomas uh, got in contact with us via direct message and he got it right. He did. And I can confirm that you, Natalie, also knew this one. I did. Probably, I well, knew it. That probably means I'm making the questions too easy, doesn't it? <gasps> that's just rude. <laughs> but probably fair. Um did did we get any more? Do we think we got any more of those? All of them? I think that's all. Oh, I didn't see any on Facebook. Yeah, no, I don't. I didn't see any either. So, guys, that was a great quiz question, even though I already knew it. So, we're going to have another quiz at the end of this week's preview show, and um, John Robertson will be very, very happy because I think we ruined his Friday last week in that he he tried to tweet as an answer and it was just dot dot dot. So it was quite sad. He set his own <laughs> quiz question. Did you say? He did. Yes, he did. It was it was very amusing. Um, see, none and ever. Breaking Friday night routines now since about 12 weeks ago. Um, but never mind any of that. Let's get on with previewing this week's game. Opposition stats. So, Watford away, Saturday the 23rd of November at 3pm. A nice Saturday 3 o'clock kickoff. Um, Dave, why don't you tell us all about Watford? Who are they? What's the main stats? Well, this week's opponents began life as Watford Rovers in 1881, and the club changed their name to West Hearts, that's H-E-R-T-S for West Hertfordshire, in 1893. Uh, Five years later, in 1898, they became Watford, and they've stayed with that name ever since. Uh, After playing for many years in the Southern League, they were admitted to the Football League for the 1920-21 season, and they started out in the third division. Good change of name. I don't like it. I don't trust any team that's got Rovers in there. Well, we started out with Rovers, didn't we? Shh. Don't you mention that, Dave. Not for long. What about nicknames then, please? Uh, Yeah, these days Watford are known as the Hornets, and that's due to the distinctive yellow and black colour of their kit. Uh, But they were originally known as the Brewers, as the Benskins Brewery were the original owners of their ground. In the 1920s, the clubs uh, the club introduced blue shirts for their players, and so mm. the nickname the Blues was commonly used. Uh, but it wasn't until the 1959-60 season, when Burnley won the uh, league title for the second time, uh, that Watford's current colours were introduced, and the nickname of the Hornets was chosen by their supporters at the time. I also don't trust clubs that have blue shirts as well, just for the record. Um, ground and capacity then please Dave <laughs> yeah Watford play at Vicarage Road uh, it's got a current capacity of just over 22,000 and Burnley were given an allocation of 2,204 tickets for this weekend's game which I believe we've sold out from what I understand it's a great travelling support by the Clarets um, moving on to their team then Dave who's their all-time goal scorer? 
Uh, yeah, Luther Blissett. He scored. Um, he was playing in the well, certainly in the eighties. That's when I remember playing him for playing for Watford. Uh, he scored one hundred eighty six goals in five hundred and three matches for Watford in all competitions. Um, although he only ever scored once in matches against the Clarets. Troy Deeney, with five, has the most goals for Watford in past matches against Burnley. No, oh, what a shocker! Um, quite soul destroyingly as well. That you know, in another team, we're all discussing this on the uh, group chat today, and, and I hadn't realised how close Deeney was to being back. He was actually on the bench last week, and it looks like he's going to be playing on Saturday, which is soul destroying because you just know that this is going to reignite their season, and Deeney is going to get a bagful. Um, heaviest Burnley defeat, then, please, Dave. Uh, yeah, in 1980, uh, Burnley had already been relegated a few weeks earlier and we were resigned to having, play, uh, to having to play the following season in the third division for the first time in the club's history. Uh, the last match of that dismal 1979-80 season was a 4-0 defeat to Watford at Vicarage Road on the 3rd of May 1980. So that's our heaviest defeat at Watford. OK, and what about big, the biggest Burnley win then? Uh, well, five of Burnley's six away wins at Watford, we'll go into the uh, the, t- the numbers a little bit later, uh, have been by a single goal, uh, which makes the 3-1 victory we had in the 2010-11 season our biggest away win. And that was uh, in February 2011 with Eddie Howe as manager. On the score sheet for Burnley was Watford's Dale Bennett with a farcical own goal via deflection, uh, plus Chris Eagles and Chris Sewellamo got the other goals for Burnley that day. Excellent. Um, some blast from the past there. I liked Chris Iwellumo. Is it Iwellumo? Iwellumo. Thank you. Um, I'm really bad with names. Um, Burnley's last win, then, please. Uh, our last win. Uh, that was on April the seventh, uh, 2018. Uh, we were trailing with just 20 minutes to play. By a goal to nil, Watford had taken the lead in the first half. Um, Sam Vokes came on as a substitute and scored within <gasps> seconds of being introduced. Um, of course then, he did. And then Jack Court <laughs> came and scored another goal three minutes later. So that sealed the points for Clarets. Final score, Watford 1, Burnley 2. A real turnaround and a, a really good win for, for Burnley towards the end of that 2017-18 season, of course, when we did so well. Definitely. So talk us through last season's meeting then. Uh, well, last season we played at Vicarage Row back in January. Um, we earned a point in a nil-nil draw. Uh, both goalkeepers, that's Ben Foster for Watford and Tom Heaton for Burnley, played particularly well that day. But the most controversial moment you may recall was a second-half strike from Chris Wood. Um, it was ruled out for offside, even though the replays later suggested he was onside. Whether or not that would have changed with uh, VAR, we'll never know. Yeah, I'm going to go no. Um, <laughs> what about their manager then? Who's the man at the helm? Uh, well, at the time of recording, Kike uh, Sanchez Flores is Watford's current manager, although we have to say we do record this podcast in advance and can't guarantee that'll still be the case on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> we don't necessarily need to say that for every preview, do we? It's just certain clubs you go, um, he might still be in charge, who knows? <laughs> and, and giving some context on that, since sacking Sean Dyche in 2012, Watford have employed the following managers, uh, Gianfranco Zola, Giuseppe Sanino, Oscar Garcia, Billy McKinley, Slavisa Jokanovic, Kike Sanchez Flores for the first time, uh, Walter Mazzari, Marco Silva, Yavi Garcia, and Kike Sanchez Flores again. Goodness. Uh, Sanchez Flores is 54 years old. He was born in Madrid, Spain in 1965. He's managed at Valencia, Benfica and Atletico Madrid, as well as for Espanyol and in Shanghai in between his two spells at Watford. Unless he's able to find a significant improvement to Watford's current form, 
we may well be discussing a different Watford manager by the time it comes to the return fixture next March. Yeah, I suspect we will. I actually thought we might not have him in charge for this game. I think there was talk, wasn't there, after about three games in charge that he was on his way out. So, oh well. (laughs) Okay, let's move on to some proper stats, some old school stats. What about the head-to-heads, please? Uh, Yeah, we've got a decent record down at Watford. We've played there 21 times. We don't have a a hugely long history against them, but 21 previous matches at their uh, ground. We've won six, drawn five and lost ten. And giving some context on that, that's a 28.6% win rate. We've only got Bournemouth and Chelsea, the only other two um, clubs who we play this season, who we've got a better all-time away record at. That's in all competitions. Um, and there's only ever been three top-flight meetings between the two clubs at Vicarage Road, all of them with Sean Dyche as manager in the last uh, three seasons. Uh, and of those games, we've won one, drawn one, and lost one. Oh, excellent! But I do, you know, I do, I do quite like the fact that we've got more wins on there than anything else. That's always a bonus. Um, do we have any players who've played for both teams? Uh, quite a few, yeah. From the current squad, um, Burnley's Jack Cork and Matty Vidra have previously played for Watford, and Burnley, as we know, also sold striker Andre Gray to Watford. I had no idea that Jack Cork played for Watford. I is that he, a well-known fact? Yeah, he played it. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think he played oh, that good. many times for them. He's, he's played for quite a few teams, haven't he, before he... Uh, well, he played for Burnley in two spells. He's played, obviously, for, for Swansea, um, memorably. Um, but he, he did did spend some time at Watford. May well have been on loan, actually. Yeah, I did not know this. Um, yeah, maybe. Um, any others, then? Uh, yeah, other players who've played for both include Chris Baird, Clark Carlisle, Lloyd Dyer, Chris Eagles... John Harley, Jerry Harrison, Micah Hyde, Chris Awellamo, uh, Michael Kitely, Gifton Noel Williams, and Marvin Sordell. Oh, it's a shame we haven't got young Bird Jr. on the, the preview show this week. He'd get very excited with uh, Michael Kitely. Um, okay, well, let's move on to the game itself and at the weekend. Who is the man in charge? Who is our referee? Uh, we've got Paul Tierney. Um, he's refereed 11 previous Burnley matches since 2013. Uh, which is when we first saw him for an FA Cup third round exit at Barnsley. Uh, that In that game, Brian Stock appeared to be mistakenly booked and then received a second yellow card. Um, he was also in charge at Huddersfield in uh, 2017 when he failed to award a blatant penalty when Jeff Hendrick was brought down by uh, Jonas Lossel, the uh, Huddersfield goalkeeper. I think he was the only man in the uh, stadium who didn't think that was a penalty. Well, maybe him mm. and the goalkeeper. I'm still um, not over that. Yeah, to date, Burnley have won four, drawn two and lost five of Paul Tierney's matches as referee. And coincidentally, two of those 11 matches were against Watford. Um, a home defeat <laughs> at the start of last season. Um, and also, he was in charge for our last away win at Watford in April 2018, which we've already discussed. Um, his only other Burnley match last season, as well as the visit of Watford to Turf Moor, was the home defeat against the eventual champions, Manchester City. Uh, Peter Banks will be his eyes and ears at Stockley Park as the Premier League perseveres and tries to get the VAR process to work properly. <laughs> Very funny, Dave. Statman Dave's Stat of the Week. Well, I, that's not enough because I know you well enough, Dave Roberts, and I know that you like to tease us with a little bit of bonus material from the bank of Statman Dave. So why don't you give us your miscellaneous Stat of the Week? Okay, this week's stat of the week is uh, the only occasion that Burnley have played a cup tie at Vicarage Road is also the Claret's most recent FA Cup quarter-final appearance. That was in March of 2003. 
Uh, a disappointing 2-0 defeat to Watford that day remains the only time that Burnley have reached the FA Cup quarterfinals in the last 35 years, although some older fans may recall us reaching that stage in 1983 or the last semi-final appearance in 1974. Oh, that's a good stat. Um, so, how are you feeling about the game generally, Dave? I mean, you, you can't. You've always got to think that teams will turn it around at some point. They've had a, a terrible start to the season, but when Troy Deeney's in the side, he'll create some goals if he does play at the weekend. But I, I, to me, this feels like a, a spectacularly good chance to to get another three points away from home. Yeah, we, we know that away games are, are tough wherever you're going in the Premier League, whether it's um, the teams in the in the top six, whether it's teams in the relegation zone. They're always tough matches, um, and anything you get out of them is uh, a bonus, really, at the end of the day. But I think these are the matches, if you want to push on, if you want to get away from that um, sort of bottom five or six place, away from the relegation zone and into you know, mid-table or even the top ten, these are the matches that you need to win. So it might be a bit of a barometer of uh, of how Burnley have done so far and how we're doing. If we can come away with a, a victory at Watford, I think that will uh, be a boost for us. Um, and I think it's it's one of those games that is definitely winnable, but one that we wouldn't take for granted because you can't take any away games for granted in, in, in this league. No, and I don't. I certainly don't think that we have the mentality to take games for granted. Perhaps with the the blip that was Sheffield United away, but I think on the whole they do take the game seriously. Um, I just feel like we've got goals in us at the moment, and I feel like their defence is quite fragile. Um, so I can certainly see us scoring two, possibly even three. Um, and unless they get their shooting boots back on, they're not going to match that, I don't think. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a, a comfortable Clarets win as well. Famous last words. <laughs> Fantasy Premier League update. OK, so we then concentrate in the second half of the preview show on the small matter of the no-near-never Fantasy Premier League, which is just the most respectable fantasy league there is in the world. Um, obviously, we're now looking at the matches played immediately prior to the international break. So, Dave, why don't you talk us through the current top three? Who are the movers and shakers? Uh, well, there's no change at the top. I think it's the first time we've done this so far where we haven't had a, a changer. I think nearly every week there's been some players who've um, come back to the top, but the uh, this is the first time that we've had two weeks in a row of the same leaders. So that's uh, Bennett Howarth's role in the Deitch team. Uh, they're still top uh, with 740 points. Uh, 10 points further back, but going up one place to second with 730 points is John Sutcliffe's Subculture FC. And just four points further back and falling one place to third position is Rob Greenwood's team, Ospina Collada. So we have the same top three, the same leader, but the second and third places have, uh, have swapped. We do. Now, those eagle eyes among us will notice that there is a new entry in our league this year, Claret Trash, who is D Hunter. Um, D Hunter contacted us on uh, Twitter about around the 9th of November to say, oh, I've been listening to the podcast. How do I get on the Fantasy League? I've had a team since the start of the season. Can I have the code? And we said, yeah, that's great. There you go. Have the code. Boom. Straight in in seventh place. That's, <laughs> that's bold massive late come up but says yeah I'm just going to go and take over this league but uh, no it's nice to have you D Hunter Claret Trash um, welcome to the, the Fantasy League and uh, glad you're enjoying the show um, what about the non-NF team then please Dave how are they doing? 
Uh, well, Richard Steele's team, count on me, scored a very impressive 85 points in game week 12, and that lifted him up to sixth place on 699 points, and that's within striking distance of the top three now. He's just 27 points behind third position. <sighs> Go on, then. How am I doing? Well, the less said about your preview show hosts, the better. Uh, Natalie, you're in 162nd position out of 164 on 474 points, and I'm in 137th position on 552 points. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Although, to be fair, right, I have started to look at this here thing, and I got really confused because I didn't understand how I could change my players. I'm such a fantasy football noob. Um, And I was like, well, I can't change my players because when I tried to switch them, it only gave me three or four options which were in my squad. I didn't even know you could do transfers. So I have this week taken out some players who are injured and also not performing very well. And I've used some transfers. And he said it was going to cost me 13 points from my points. I was like, I cannot afford that. But apparently there was some wild card thing that I could play where I could get those transfers for free. Um, I think it's a one-use-only thing. So I've chained, I brought some players in who play better. I've made somebody else captain, can't remember. And I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to move up at least five places next week. That's going to be my prediction. How do you how do you like them apples, Dave Roberts? Uh, time will tell. <laughs> I'm reserving <Okay>. judgment. <laughs> you have little faith. Um, so talk us through the the, the stats of fantasy football. Uh, what, what's the dream teams looking like? Uh, well, we had two Burnley players in the game week twelve dream team. That was Woo! after the uh, West Ham game. Uh, Nick Pope was a high scoring goalkeeper with nine points, and James Tarkovsky scored. 10 points to earn him a place as one of the highest scoring defenders. Uh, that's quite impressive because um, we were the only club, Burnley were the only club, with two players in the latest Dream Team, with the remaining nine players all playing for nine different clubs. Ah, indeed. Um, looking at the, the players, generally speaking, Dwight McNeil is still um, our top ranking Burnley player on 49 points. Um, Did yeah, you transfer him in? No, <laughs> because I already had, I think I, I think he was too much. He's six million. That's quite a lot, actually. I don't think I had enough money for that. Because um, I also, there's so many rules in this league. Like, you, you can only spend this amount of millions. And, oh, no, you can't do that because you've already got three players from that. I'm like, what? Why can't I just put these players in there? I want to make it a lot easier if they got rid of these rules. Um, <laughs> I'm sure they'd probably be very easy. It would be chaos. I'd like to see them do that one season or one week and just see what it looks like. It would be like a wild card where you've got... Well, you can. They have that. Do they? They have a wild what? card where basically, because I wasn't sure on this, but you go in and for one week you can change your team. I think you've still got limits in terms of what you can spend, but you can bring a totally different team in and then the following week it reverts back to what you had before. Apparently they're quite good to use in... Um, weeks where there might be teams who've got two games, playing playing two games. We've obviously got those coming up um, next week, so that ah, might be worth going for our fantasy Premier League players. See, there's so many rules. <laughs> um, finally, then, the, the overall leading player is Jamie Vardy at a cost of £9.6 million. Um, and 92 points. He is the league's... Um, top player selected by 36.3 percent of managers how many have picked Dwight McNeil oh only one percent 
there's a little faith but um there we are that's that's all the stats for this week's fantasy premier league uh, we will continue to track the see the changes over the weekend's matches and we'll bring you another update in the next week's preview show for the visit of crystal palace to turf Moor. now do bear in mind that we um do have two games next week so dave and i are going to record the preview show next thursday and we're going to preview palace away and also city at home so we might have to miss a week in terms of fantasy of course yes both at home thank you dave um where would it be without you um so we we may have one of those shows where we don't have a full fantasy football league update but we'll see we'll see how it goes we're going to wing it a little bit i know that sounds shocking that you think that we're incredibly well prepared for this show but we might have to wing it next week Monday's quiz question. So finally, before we leave, we have a small matter of a quiz question, my favourite part of the show. Um, Dave, what do our listeners need to answer this week? Okay, since we're playing Watford, it's a Watford-related question. And this week's question is, who was Burnley's manager for the Clarets' first ever visit to Vicarage Road to play a league match against Watford? And what was the year? I have no idea. No idea. Uh, so it's definitely not easy this week. Um, well, how do our listeners submit their questions, please, Dave? Uh, they can tweet us. That's at No Nay Never. Uh, they can post on the No Nay Never Facebook page or they can email podcast at net, and we'll reveal the correct answer at the start of our next preview show, which will be available to listen to next Friday. Excellent. Well, that is all we have time for on this week's preview show. It has been wonderful joy to record as ever. And every week I learn something new from our wonderful, wonderful host, Dave Roberts. Um, Godspeed to all travelling clarets on their way down to Watford at the weekend. Stay safe, um, take care and cheer our boys on to victory. My thanks as ever go to producer Matt for producing this and putting it all together and getting it published. That's very much appreciated, Matt. Thank you. Um, But my main thanks are reserved, obviously, to the main man himself, Dave Roberts, who puts a phenomenal amount of work into this show every week and it's just a joy to listen to. So, Dave, thank you. It's my pleasure to serve alongside you, sir. We will be back next Thursday with a preview of Palace at Home. And then the team will be back for the main podcast a few days later, where we will hopefully be pre- we will we'll be looking back on a fantastic win for the Clarets um, and our rise above the Premier League ranks. Um, this has been the preview show brought to you by the None and Never podcast. Until next time. TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.